Welcome to Career Bits, the podcast of the University Career Center at UNC Charlotte. I'm Jay. I'm Matthew. And our topic today is so you want to start your own business. And to do that, Matthew and I tag teamed and came up with a couple of folks who are experts in the field of entrepreneurship and starting your own gig. And so Matthew, please introduce our special guests. Oh, everyone get excited. So these are literally two of my most favorite people from Charlotte. They are movers and shakers. Um, uh, if you have come to some of our career events, you might recognize these names. So first up, we have the lovely, awesome, amazing Meredith Dean. Meredith Dean works at Seacrest Studios, but she's also the owner of the Dean's List, which is rocking and roll around Charlotte. They've done amazing things like a power con. So Meredith, say hello to the folks. Hello, hello. I'm so honored to, to be on this because I look up to Corey Smith so much and, and Black Wednesdays, um, just an unbelievable company in Charlotte. So it's nice to even be here with you all. Oh, look at Meredith, always so like regal. I love it. <laughs> and then our other guest that Meredith alluded to, Miss Corey Smith. So Corey is the uh, the leader, the the woman, the brain behind Black Wednesday, which is by far one of my most favorite boutique marketing PR companies that are in Charlotte. Say hello, Miss Corey. Hi, hello. You guys are so wonderful. Thank you for saying such nice things. And of course, for the kind um, compliment of your invitation. Super excited to talk to you and our listeners. So thank you so much. Uh, well, thank y'all for being here. Jay, I'm going to send it back over to you and you can start with the first question because I could ask a million. Yeah. So I, I'll start start first with Corey and then and then to Meredith. Just let's start at the the genesis of what, what made you want to start Black Wednesday? What made you start the Dean's List? Where did that come from? And then how did you take it from idea to actually a thing? Yeah, so um, I always knew I wanted to own my own company and I just didn't know with with my expertise, not expertise, but my sort of penchant for marketing. I didn't really know what I would do with it and how it would turn into a business. So I guess I knew I wanted to do a business before I knew what it would look like. Um, and then how I, how I turned it into a reality was um, getting a lot of education. So I have my undergrad and my MBA uh, with focus in marketing um, and then getting some like real life immersion through uh, work for some small companies. Um, and then I turned that into freelance work through other agencies, uh, which helped me identify, you know, what the holes in the marketplace were um, and how Black Wednesday and, and me as an expert in the field could sort of fill those gaps and, and create, you know, a filler for the void in the community. So that's sort of how Black Wednesday became a reality based on just a dream of owning a business. Um, that's all of, you know, 13 years in a nutshell but hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, that's fantastic. Meredith, how about you? So I'm going to bring it back to when I was 15 and I, I started learning HTML because I wanted a really cool MySpace profile. Um, so really bringing it back there, but I love coding. I'm really into video games. And then I, I created my own website and, and I realized that my website was helping me get all these internships from CNN to Fox 5, um, and then eventually my first job at, at CBS in New York. So my background is news and also new media. And I thought, man, if I'm getting all these jobs and these internships that I really wanted, and they're starting to wave, they were waiving the age requirement because a lot of them said you had to be a junior or senior. But through my online presence, it was kind of creating that legitimacy for these employers. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to do that for other individuals. Um, I built my uh, anchors website from Inside Edition, then the co-anchors, then the, the makeup artist. 
And I started creating these online portfolios and revamping people's social media to create their, their digital brand. Um, and a lot of people told me that that was a, a stupid idea. There, there was no reason for people to have their own personal online portfolio. Now you're seeing that all the time. And then to make sure that I could also help my family's nonprofit. So a portion of proceeds go to building rural schools, wells, and clinics in Western Kenya and empowering women is a huge part of my life and um, something I want to live through every day. So that's, that's the Dean's list. Uh, like, I just love hearing like people's like ways of going from like something we're naturally kind of skilled in, right? Something that we just, we're just drawn to and realizing how to monetize that. Um, something I think that I, when I think of, and whenever I've used you as examples, and I've used you in a lot of examples when I'm showing students branding and how it should look and how to create that, I think that's one that, that's one thing that sticks out for me so well with each of your companies is the branding how and how it's implemented so well. Could you maybe walk students through how you came up with that brand and what's like one thing that they should really start thinking about if they're thinking about starting a company around branding? And, and I'll let Corey jump on this first, but something I want to uh, note is that Corey is wearing black. And, and also I have a blue mask on and I'm also, I'm wearing black today. So it's also living your brand as well, right? In real life, it's not just, just digitally, but I want, I want Corey to answer that question first. Yeah, so, and, and this may apply to Meredith and her experience as well, but um, you know, for the longest time, Corey equals Black Wednesday. And so in defining even before Black Wednesday was a thing, I sort of had developed a personal brand, which is what Meredith builds all the time. Um, and people started to identify that I was always wearing black. You know, there's some negative connotations that can come with that. People saying I worship the devil or whatever. That's not true. Um, not true. Um, but yeah, it's, it sort of became a thing. And it's, I sort of, people started to put me in a box which I'm fine with, um, based on their own perceptions of me. And I just sort of decided to like leverage that and take advantage of that. People had already identified me as wearing all black. And so when I was translating, you know, my, my professional work as an individual and also um, freelance work into a company, I was like, well, I don't want to lose that. I want people to know that Corey is Black Wednesday, Black Wednesday is Corey. And so that's where the whole concept of Black Wednesday came. Um, also, there's like a Wednesday Adams you know, a little ode, ode to her there because she's weird and strange and offbeat. And so that's sort of the vibe that we've got. But um, yeah, I think it, I think it came from, you know, translating me, Corey, into a business entity. Um, and so that is something I'm very committed to. I've only worn black for like eight years now. Um, and it's something that Black Wednesday is committed to, to make sure that, if you see something, you know it, you know, and, and so there's no confusion, there's no misunderstanding. It's like, you see it and you know what it is. And I think that that's sort of the epitome of whatever brand wants. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a little bit about it, but Meredith, you share your story about blue and you. <laughs> and I fully echo everything you just said. I mean, it, you know, when people think of Meredith Dean, I want them to think of Dean's list as well. It's that similar, you create the personal brand and then it it translates into your own company too. And so for me, the reason I had picked 
blue is it's traditionally a color that is chosen for little boys when they're born, right? And I wanted to go against that that stereotype and also being a female-owned business too, a minority-owned business, it, it was something that spoke to me, but also blue is in nature, blue is in skylines, and that provides a lot of inspiration for people, also a lot of calm, blue is a very calming color, so it, it to me made sense and it's what made me really happy. Um, and so whenever you see our Instagram feeds, and I use Corey's as an example all the time, even in workshops, is you know, she, she stays so consistent. When you see a story that comes up on Instagram, you know, immediately if it's Corey Smith or Black Wednesday, and that that's someone that, that stays true to their brand all the time. And, and that's the same thing that we want for Dean's List, that light blue, that white, but also the same themes of empowerment, of lifting other people up, trying to bring in positivity and also giving great advice. Um, so it's, it's an everyday thing. It, you know, listening to Corey say she's been wearing black for eight years. I mean, that, that's awesome. She stayed consistent. And I think with brands, people have to stay consistent. Otherwise, um, people will, will not trust in your brand as much either. Mm-hmm. I think something neat that I've latched onto that both of you have mentioned is that your businesses were an outgrowth of your personality and things that you were already doing. And you just leaned into opportunities that were presenting themselves to you where, Corey, you were meeting people through doing freelance work and stuff. So you were building a a clientele list before you knew you needed one. And Meredith, you saw a need to replicate your own experiences for other people because you really went the the hard way and ice skated backwards uphill and it shouldn't be that way for folks. So both of you found ways to do that. And I find that interesting. And, And it wouldn't be fair to not, include Matthew in this too because what a lot of our listeners may not know is Matthew has his own side hustle as well and I'm gonna let him talk a little bit about that but it is in the same vein of I keep doing this kind of thing on the side all the time why don't I turn it into a business so Matthew real quick tell the awesomely authentic story yeah this was not part of the show but we'll go with it Um, I will say one thing about the branding awesomely authentic is all about 90s and look what I'm wearing right now (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love it. Like it's my color. It's my brand. It's like who I am. Um, I was, you know, very much so in the same vein. I was being asked by a lot of um, people in my network, like, Hey, can you talk to us about LGBTQ identities? Or I'm a, like, I'm a queer person or an underrepresented minority. And I'm looking for career advice. Like, you know, how do you talk about that? And um, so I was just like, well, yeah, I'll do it. And I was doing a lot of it for free. Um, and then through the mentors I have, um, Jay and Patrick, and they were like, stop doing stuff for free. It's not part, like you should be paying, charging people for that stuff. Um, and so I um, talked to Meredith and Meredith helped kind of kickstart me. Um, I think I just needed someone to give me some direction. And then once I had that to latch onto, I just kind of pushed forward. Um, and yeah, like, like I've got, uh, just today I've had 10 employers reach out to me for employee resource groups to do stuff for their pride events in June. And I can charge a thousand dollars a pump. So like, like, and it was, and awesomely authentic will be one year old in June. So um, yeah, it's just like super exciting. And like, I I love it. And um, I think branding is so important with all this. Cause even with Corey, whenever one of our students um, interviewed with her for an internship, I was like, and it was a Wednesday and I was like, you have to wear black. And he was like, well, why? I was like, because at Wednesdays, they were like Black Wednesday, they wear black on Wednesdays. Like, that's what they do. So you better wear black to your interview. Um, And I think branding is just so important and to have fun with it. Like anytime these two ladies have come to campus, students can feel the energy of how excited they are about their their company. And I think that's like the crux of it. I get excited talking about Awesomely Authentic. So Corey, real quick, 
for students that that have this idea and they've kind of built the here's what I want to do and where I want to do it what are some good resources some places for them to start as they want to begin that journey of okay I want to turn this into a to an actual business I want to do this because that's not going to happen overnight so what's the good starting point for for folks that might be listening watching this Yeah. So when we talk about like taking something you're naturally good at and turning it into a business, um, networking becomes my skill, right? Like I turned networking, not only networking um, from a business perspective, but like how you market is how you connect people to brands. And so being a natural connector becomes really important. Um, And so I would say networking is a great place to get started. Um, So it's, you know, doing some research on brands you admire trying to figure out, can you do internships? Can you buy someone coffee or lunch? Can you um, pick someone's brain? And if you need help learning how to find better phraseology than picking someone's brain, um, happy to help there Um, because, you know, people are tired of that. But um, I think networking is is a great resource because you're you're putting yourself out there and you're trying to like learn from other people. And so um, while that's not necessarily a website that you're clicking on, uh, maybe it's LinkedIn. Um, that would that would be a good place to get started. Everything is on YouTube. You have a question about anything everything is on YouTube and it's all free. Um, Skillshare or Skillpop are really great websites where you can take classes on like any which way about business or maybe you have a certain industry you're interested in. Um, There's all sorts of classes on both of those websites to to get you started. Um, And they're they're all really cost effective, especially since now everything is virtual. Um, And then other business owners. So, you know, if you want to reach out to me, you want to reach out to Meredith, I don't mean to, you know, sell out Meredith by offering, but I know she's wonderful and she would be happy to answer questions as I would too. And I think leaning into um, the people you admire and the people that um, could open the door for you um, is is a really great way of, of sort of helping yourself. So I would say those are some good starting points. I, I totally agree with that. I mean, I, I, people have asked me like, how do you get into podcasting? I said, I literally volunteered for a podcast that I was a fan of to edit their show for them eons ago. And that's how I really learned how to do any of this stuff was that show. Um, and you know, and it was as simple as they said, Hey, if anybody wants to help us edit, you know, drop us a line in our forum. Nobody did. And so I was like, well, I, I kind of know how to use that stuff. I didn't, but I figured I could learn it. And I mean, I had two conversations with them, cut one show and then there we go. So Meredith, I think it's, it's really neat though. And I wanted to pivot to you and kind of off of what Corey said about talking to other people is Matthew went to you for advice on how to do and stuff. So that can be a real dawning experience though, for people, especially when they're first meeting, it's, it's, it's simple enough, I think, to learn how to network and go, Meredith, I'd love to just chat with you about what you're doing and the awesome work that you're into, but then getting into that asking point of like, Hey, can you tell me how I could make this better and do that? How, how can our students and maybe even alums get over that fear, work through that and, and approach people that they admire in the, in the, in the space and start their own, their own side business? Well, we're all human and we all understand it is kind of daunting to reach out to certain people, especially ones you've maybe been following for a long time, or you think that they're so high up in their company, they don't have time for you. But the thing is, is that people want to help students. People want to go out of their way to help that person. And, and they're in such a good position where it's okay to ask for free advice, especially as a student. Uh, we were all there. 
So I think a really good way to go about it is one, do your research on that person. Uh, people really appreciate when you just go look at their LinkedIn and see maybe what their background was or go look at an article they created. Or maybe, you know, for example, if they're reaching out to Corey, go look at some of the clients that she's worked with and say, hey, I really liked what you did here for this Bell Santos Foundation, or I really liked what you did here. And that's going to make Corey want to go out of her way more because she sees that 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 person has done the research on her and, and really cares about what she has to say. Um, so doing your research is the most important. And then remembering that it's okay, you're a student, people want to help you. And the other thing is your, your social capital is the most important thing in this world. You, you cannot pay for friends. You cannot pay for connections. You have to have genuine, authentic connections. And you need, you're gonna have to use, not use other people, you're gonna have to understand these relationships and make sure that you're comfortable with getting to know other people and, and seeing where their needs are. And for example, Jay, you saw that that company, they, they had a need, right? And you fulfilled that need. Um, so whenever you find that, then it's, it's a great way to create that connection there. Um, I think there is a point too that should be brought up that I think is really important for entrepreneurs and that is something that all three of us do, which is like giving back. So like how your company gives back in some form or fashion. I think one, people want to do business with people who do that. <laughs> um, so like all of the stuff, like like 10% of all of Awesome Authentics stuff goes back to a scholarship for queer students in rural areas. So I would love to kind of hear um, uh, Corey talk about some of the awesome stuff you've done, um, especially like the one you did with like the, I think it was the Humane Society. Or CMPD uh, Humane Society. So I'd love for you to talk a little about that and then Meredith talk about your uh, girls' school. Yeah. So, first off, just built into Black Wednesday, um, our business model is that we do like a pretty decent discount on all of our services for nonprofits. So, all of our nonprofit clients get like a little bit sweeter of a deal to work with us. Um, and for example, one other thing that we did this past year was um, it sort of was prompted out of the pandemic, but it was also like a brilliant idea that we want to do forever is that our annual holiday client gifts, instead of a physical gift, we changed it to a donation um, to nonprofits um, in the community. And we gave them like 10 choices of which five were clients. So um, we basically took money from clients and gave it to clients. So um, that was cool. Um, and then, um, we, yeah, we, we try to do storytelling that, that supports the community as well. So um, we did support Local or Else, which was the campaign that supported small business at the launch of the pandemic when they were really suffer suffering. Uh, we did do a storytelling campaign where we worked with, uh, with different rescues throughout the city to get black dogs rescued and adopted. And we got a lot of them into good homes. So we're just always trying to figure out how do we how do we give back but how do we do it in a creative new sort of fun and innovative way um, instead of just like asking for donations you know especially at the end of the pandemic not the end of the pandemic oh, I don't want to jinx it um, but um, you know toward the end of the pandemic you know everyone's really fatigued from their own accord and then on top of that trying to still give back and and do some good so trying to find really creative ways of doing that so it's fresh and and people still feel inclined to activate on it. Meredith, let's, uh, let's, I just love all the awesome stuff that we do. It's such as like, I feel like a Gen Z millennial thing where we're just like, we have, we want to help and make an impact. Um, so I just, I, I love hearing like how uh, Black Wednesday is giving back. Uh, Meredith, you want to tell us a little bit more about uh, your charities? 
Sure. And, and I love that, you know, we all have such similarities where, like we said, we're using our skills to create this business, but it, we never did it for the money. I think all going into this, it, you fell into it and it's because it's something that we love. And so uh, my family, but the money's nice. Let's not play girl. The money is <laughs> The, the, the money is nice, of course. I mean, you know, for me, I, you know, sorry, this is kind of derailing a little bit, but during the day I have my nine to five and then I have my five to nine with Dean's list. I like having plan A, B, C, and D in case one thing fails and I have the other. So I really admire entrepreneurs that drop their day job or whatever it is and go full time. I mean, that's, that's incredible to me. And that takes a lot of bravery. So good on Corey. I'm, I'm just always very impressed by that. Um, but let's see, going back to your original question. So, uh, the reason that we, we give back to Habitat Aid Initiative, which is, uh, my family's nonprofit that is in Western Kenya. And so my dad, when he graduated from college, he, he went to Western Kenya and he was teaching Christian religion, education, and then history. And a lot of his students were dying from, or even their parents, especially from AIDS, typhoid, malaria. And then a huge part of that too, is a lot of women will drop out of school at 13 because of their periods. They don't have tampons or pads to clean up and it's, it's embarrassing for them. And then it's also just a huge transition in their life. And can you imagine having to drop out of school for something that for us, we just go to CVS and go take care of that. Um, so to me, helping women in that own, in that way is, is really important because when you help one woman in a community, you're helping everyone. Um, so female empowerment is not just something that's local. It's something that's, that's international. So like I said, portion of proceeds go to helping those women there. And my, my Kenyan family is there. And then we take uh, different groups, uh, usually every other year. Obviously, the pandemic has definitely changed that. But uh, take groups to Kenya. And these are the same students uh, that my dad worked with. So um, now it's pretty neat to see how these communities are thriving. And, you know, even even one one well is is easy enough to fund to for for community. So um, clean water wells and these these things that we just take for granted uh, can mean everything to hundreds of people in a village. I think what's neat is that you, Meredith, in particular, you're talking about finding a need that's beyond just a, a business need necessarily, but something that is a social need that's beyond our own eyelids. Sometimes it can be hard and you think, oh, what can I do? What possible difference can I make? And we, we take so much for granted in America that the, the simplest little things can completely rearrange a, an entire village, you know, in, in another country or other places. So I think that's so great to talk about. And I think what's important is you're out there telling that story and you tell that to students that apply to be a part of your programs and things too. So they have to have some passion for it. And, and that's what I'm coming back around to is how, and this is kind of the final question and all three of you can answer this. It's one thing to have a severe passion for something and to act on it and do something about it, but turning that passion into something that is a sustainable business going forward takes a very special mind and you don't do it alone. So Final thoughts, recommendations, things you would tell people to, to how to turn that passion to that next step and, and where to follow through with it. And then also when to know like, hey, you know what? This isn't going to work. Time to pivot and do something else. I can go first. Um, so yeah, I would say when I first, start, first started Awesomely Authentic, I had an idea of what I thought I was going to be doing. And then I realized it's not exactly what the customers wanted, but it was still in my wheelhouse. So I was like, girl, we are pivoting. Um, so I pivoted. Um, like one cool thing is like, I thought I'd be working mostly with just queer professionals when really the professionals who want to work with me more are people from a variety of identities because they like the way that I approach career development on a mid-level to senior level approach. Um, and then um, 
I never realized that I'd be doing all this programming for employee resource groups, but hey, it is what it is. I'm still getting the job done. I'm still doing something that's fulfilling. Um, and now I'm able to kind of like go on a new journey in this. And that is having interns for the summer and creating that next group that I'm hopefully giving that entrepreneurial spirit to, but then also uplifting them around their identity and creating some awesome programming. Um, so I think one piece of advice, I guess, I'm, I'm having like a strain of consciousness, but um, one piece of advice I would say is what helped me back initially was my fear um, because I feel like I didn't know all the answers, but I'm learning the answers as I kind of hit them, right? And you just kind of like make it up a little bit as you go also um, and just be okay in that. You have to be okay in that water for a bit. So just let yourself kind of set in that and enjoy the journey. I mean, this is honestly one of the biggest things in my life that I've created that like, I'm truly happy about and I'm truly like proud of myself for. Um, so just, just do it. <laughs> Corey, let's go to you. Yeah. Um, I, on, on that note, you know, I think, um, reiterating that like, you'll never be ready. Uh, that's just like not a thing. Uh, it does not exist. Um, so yeah, learning as you go, I think like, extreme discipline is sort of required. Like Meredith mentioned, you know, she has a nine to five and a five to nine, like, you know, that's a big commitment. Um, and my, my job, uh, is sort of like 7am until whenever, which is at least 7pm. And sometimes it's like way later than that. Um, and so I think discipline is really important. I think, um, acknowledging that, um, you know, passion's really great, but you got to make the numbers work. Um, and the idea of a business is to be successful and successful means that like you're making more than you're losing. And so being really focused on um, realizing where, where, when you're going to lose runway and, and you need to shut it down, you know, if you're losing more than you're gaining. And so, you know, I'm, I'm okay with numbers. They're not my favorite. I'm more of a creative person, but if you're going to run a business, it's sort of like too bad. You gotta, you gotta do the numbers anyway. Um, so I think that, you know, being as creative as possible, but also being as practical as possible too, is, is pretty important. Um, so I would say, you know, you're never going to be ready, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, but it's, to me in my life, such a blessing to be able to do it. Um, and, and there's nowhere else I belong and it's super, super rewarding and fulfilling. So if you feel like all of that sounds sexy and not terrifying, then like do it is what I would say. Outstanding. Meredith, how about you? Couldn't agree more with, with both of them. Um, something that I always keep in mind is your network is your net worth. Once again, your network is your net worth and making sure that you're always finding ways to build bridges between other people. Um, there, there's always ways to find um, just the, the connectedness that we have with everyone, the connectivity. And then um, on top of that, be aware of the new trends. So don't be behind it. Make sure that you are, you are learning things as they come out. For example, with TikTok, a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, I don't want to get on that. I don't want to do that. But that, I mean, that is an upcoming trend and it 
it's, it's already here. It is so important that you're aware of how to use it. Same with reels, anything that is coming out on social media. Don't say, ah, someone else will do that. Try to learn these things for yourself. Like Corey was saying, you can just go on YouTube and learn literally anything. So there's no excuse for us not to, to try to learn new things. And, and that's how businesses evolve over time is making sure that you stay up to date with trends. I mean, I'm trying to get used to this whole uh, no skinny jeans thing, you know, and the, the no side part. I don't know. But Gen Z is, has kind of and also Gen Alpha just has uh, their their finger on the pulse of what's going on and what what the new trends will be. So always be open to listening to young minds, have that mentor, have those mentees, and we'll all just keep learning together because we're always going to be students. Excellent stuff. And I'll, I'll add in a dovetail to that is if you're trying to get your way into an industry and you're trying to build experience and build connections, always ask yourself a very simple question. What can I bring this person that they don't have? So dig through their socials. And if you're like, you know what? These people aren't doing stories. They aren't doing reels. I know how to do that in my sleep. Roll in there and show them what you can do. Just do one up and say, you know, you could have this if you just hire me for the summer, you know, or whatever, like show what you know how to do, um, because that kind of initiative and drive shows that you're taking a real investment in another organization, whatever it might be, whether it is starting your own business or if you're just interviewing at another job, look for a hole that they are not filling and that you know how to fill. Uh, and you, you can just increase your candidacy by tenfold doing something like that uh, and bringing that to the table. So want to thank so much our guests, uh, Corey Smith and Meredith Dean for being here today and Matthew French as well as he didn't know he was going to be our guest, uh, but uh, wouldn't have been complete without letting Matthew talk about his stuff. Corey, Meredith, please tell folks how they can follow you. What's the best way to keep up with Black Wednesday and the Dean's List and all the work that you're doing? Yeah, so you can visit, um, well, our website's under construction, but hopefully by the time this is posted, it'll be live. Um, it's just blackwednesday.co. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, pretty easy to find there, Corey-Smith. Um, and, you know, from our website, you'll be able to find us on social. But um, yeah, thank you so much for having us, me and Meredith, um, and Matthew too, special guest. Um, appreciate it and happy to connect with students and listeners beyond this. So don't hesitate to reach out. Love it. And you can find us at www.thedeanslist.me on Instagram at mydeanslist. And then uh, for me personally at Marinator. And then uh, we also have this really amazing program coming up called 20 Under 20. It's going to be the first awards for 20 trailblazers under 20 years of age. We've heard of 30 under 30, 40 under 40. So would love to have some people nominate, uh, nominate some people who are under 20 who are making a difference in Charlotte or even self-nominate as well. But that's going to be a really exciting upcoming project for Dean's List. That is awesome. Thank you all both again so much for being a part of Career Bits. For everyone else, thank you so much for listening and watching. You can follow the happenings of the Career Center on our website, career.uncc.edu, or follow the Career Center social media at Niner Careers, and we'll talk to you again soon.